In Iraq and need a check? Make one call. That's all. 602-977-1900. And always at LearnerAndRow.com. Now here's Mike Morocco, Dan Minucci, and Sean Crespin. March Mania is here. Welcome in. Rocket Minucci with Crespin. Today, our debut at the Twin Peaks in Tempe. This is brand new. It's been open less than a month, and we will be here today. We'll be back here uh, for the championship game of the NCAAs. Thanks to our friends here at Twin Peaks. Four Valley locations now. This is the fourth, soon to be maybe a fifth, I'm hearing. Thanks to Corona as well, as uh, buckets of Corona on special at all four locations. You want to take advantage of that, you're going to save a buck or two on the bottles if you buy the buckets. So Buckets of Corona is uh, our great partner today. And they are the ones that stepped up for our bracket. Hopefully you've gotten your bracket in. I have mine right here and with my dogs, as well as Minucci's got his with his cat. And Crespin... I just, Howie. I'm a little disappointed in Crespin, though. Why? What'd we do? Because you have you have a favorite. I do. You have two dogs. Why didn't yes. Why didn't uh, <laughs> both dogs make it? Well, you it know, was enough of a process to do one bracket, uh, considering how I did it. So Rock just took all the underdogs, which is super smart, and I wish I would have got in on that early because that's easy, very quick. You just click uh, the button. Took me a minute. Yeah, I had to do something else because I can't copy him. So what we did is I handed Howie a treat like towards the middle of his chest, and he shakes for his treats. And he'll do, you know, left paw or right paw. So whichever paw he put up first, okay, the left paw would be the top team, right paw would be the bottom team, and then you just did it that way. So it took, you know, a little bit of time last night, a little bit of time today. My but we, gosh. But we got it in in time, so we'll see how he does. How we get And it. if he beats me doing left paw, right paw for a treat, right. I'm never filling another bracket ever. Well, he's he's, he's been expecting Ever. treats like that every night now. <laughs> I mean, my gosh. Well, he, it's, it's like little training treats, Mooch. So they're, they're like the size, oh, of, guys. A, little size of a yeah. kernel of his food. You yeah. know what I mean? And they're just, they're just yeah. know, easy. But, yeah, so we'll see how it goes. What play-in games today? And then we've got, uh, we're off and running tomorrow and one heck of a weekend. Speaking of these yeah. playing games, yeah. uh, betonline.ag just uh, sent me two games had the favorite switch to the underdog. Drake, Wichita State, and then Mount St. Mary's in Texas Southern. That doesn't happen very often where you're going to see a switch. Day of the game, even. Day of the game. As you know, these lines, Drake, Wichita State, moved four and a half points in Drake's favor. And then the Mount St. Mary's Texas Southern game moved three and a half in favor of Mount St. Mary's. My alma mater, Ohio mm-hmm. U and Virginia, moved three points in favor of Ohio. And then Georgia Tech, Loyola, Chicago moved three points in Loyola's favor. So, got to look at that. You're hearing, you know, top scorers are, are uh, I think it was Oklahoma or Oklahoma State. Their, their uh, second leading scorer is out. You got the leading scorer, Michigan, out. I mean, Virginia hasn't practiced in seven days. There's a lot of great storylines uh, in this tournament, you wonder what they would what they would would happen or do to move the day of the game. I mean, that's that's intriguing, interesting that they know. I mean, the wise guys don't miss anything, right? I mean, did they get some inside information? Did they feel that uh, after we reevaluate and get away from the games that all start tomorrow, that they look at these these you know the first day of games to oh yeah we got to get to these maybe we over uh, maybe we over uh, handicap. Let's go back. Yeah. So you wonder what came back to the field. 
in that regard with any one of these teams. So we're going to get a lot more into that in a few minutes. Uh, we got to talk about what's trending right now, specifically with the Arizona Cardinals. What's trending now on Rock and Manooch with Crespin? By now, you've probably heard that the Cardinals are adding another pass catcher to their lineup. They've agreed to a one-year deal with longtime Bengals star A.J. Green. It's been reported uh, upwards to about $8.5 million, with six of it guaranteed. Uh, the Cardinals also acquired Rodney Hudson from the Raiders. And that was a great move on their part. Little trade. So three of the five starters from last year's Raiders are gone. What's going on? At least they got Richie Cognito came back. Well, He's won. to be to be fair, um, the starting five offensive linemen for the Raiders last year played three snaps together. So the Trent Brown, who was shipped out, only played twenty four percent of the snaps last year. Richie Incognito only played seven. They're they're bringing him back, and you know, and we'll see if he even starts. They were so banged up. Uh, Gabe Jackson's replaceable, but Rodney Hudson, in my opinion, not replaceable for the for the Las Vegas Raiders. He is an absolute stud. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals landed themselves an absolute ball buster. The guy is, A, a tremendous leader. He was a captain on the Raiders' offense for every year he was there. Uh, he's he, he In 3,400 pass-blocking snaps in the last five years, 3,400 pass-blocking snaps in the last five years, he gave up three sacks. That's amazing. And 3,400 pass-blocking snaps. And you're going to absolutely love this dude in the screen game, and which is good because the Cardinals run a lot of screen passes, right? But you'll see him downfield, Manuch, 10, 15, 20 yards, just mauling people. He is so much fun to watch. Cardinals got a great one. That's why I was pounding the table for him the other day. You know, with Hudson, now A.J. Green, and J.J. Watt, all were captains with their teams yes. last year, and they're now Arizona Cardinals. Well, I think there's a lot so, to that, Rocky. You know, High-character guys, good, work, hard-working guys that, are, that will keep everybody accountable, will keep everybody in line if, if need be. Those are some of the things I think that, you know, when you look at guys that are a little bit older, a little bit longer in the tooth, that can have been there from the accountability factor. And they've all been very successful with successful teams and know when they get to playoffs how to win playoff games and know how to get there. That's what I like You about just that. wonder with some guys, uh, you know, will a new start, a fresh new start be, be game-changing in regards to uh, A.J. Green. Here's A.J. Green yesterday. Or today, excuse me. You know, I've been in Cincinnati for 10 years, so that's all I know. Um, so coming to Arizona is refreshing. Um, I think you look around Lee with Tom Brady and, you know, all these other guys who've been in these same places for years, and then you saw what Tom Brady did last year. Um, I think it's good, especially, like you said, you're coming to Arizona um, with the weather, grass, indoor. Um, you know, I'm excited. Um, um, so um, just looking forward to getting this offense, getting to work, just getting back and playing football. And um, like I said, I don't feel like I have anything to prove. I played this game at a high level um, for a long time. For me, I just want to go out there and play football and have fun again. When I heard about this yesterday, it came down. I kind of scratched my head because I, I wanted to look up. You know, when was the last time we played a full season? It's been since 2017. He was out all night. Been a while. And you know, six million dollars is still a lot of money. Sure. I, I don't know. It's a nice. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of. It's, it's a mystery to me. I mean, it could be a home run or it could be a dud. It, I, well, right, which which is free agency in a nutshell. Sure. Right, with anybody. There's a reason why these guys are on on the market. But I think this is an outstanding move. A, it gives you size at the position which you really didn't have before. Right, you didn't have size. Now you get in the red zone. What do you do? If he do? plays, what do you, I think he's. I mean, he'll be there's playing. no reason why he should. He played 14 games. Right. As a matter of fact, he played 16 games last year. Started 14 of them. So you know, it's 
he's had his issues, but a lot of people have had their issues. We could say the same thing about J.J. Watt, right? But, you know, sure. this is size that at the position that you didn't have. This is a guy that for $6 million isn't that much money. It's really not. It's got escalators to get it up to, what, eight or something. But eight. six $6 million is the base salary here. It's not a lot of money. It's right in line with what you were expecting the Arizona Cardinals to do at the wide receiver position in free agency. You had to upgrade the position. This is a team-friendly one-year deal. I, I love it. i got to ask you this, Manuch, as a former quarterback. Last year, uh, 44%, he was targeted 107 times and in, in caught 47 receptions, which is only 44%. If you see a stat, you're a stat guy. Yes. I see that, and I'm like, hmm. Yeah. yeah the, the targets. Yeah, or lack if, thereof. He's, if he's targeted 107 times, yeah. he, he only caught it. Couple is it things. more on the quarterback, it, or is it more on the on the receiver? Well, you remember that's part of it. you got a rookie quarterback. Anything. Sure, you got pressure. Well, when on you the see that stat in layman's terms, well, how do you how do you how do you dissect that? Well, the way I dissect it is like, okay, obviously there was issues with quarterback, rookie quarterback. Um, was the quarterback on the same page with him when he's running routes? A lot of that could be one of those okay. things. And the other thing on top of it is that he's pretty a pretty sure-handed guy. Runs good routes. He's, pretty oh, he's, a, great, he's a great receiver. He's still was. got some decent speed. Uh, it's just the amount or the, the amount of targets with a lot of the completions. A lot of that is just passing game. A lot of it's rookie quarterback. A lot of that is it. There's it could be a combination of things. But okay. to, you know, we're looking at this initially. I went, okay, it's it's a good solid receiver. Doesn't quite have the speed he used to. He knows how to run routes. He's got very good hands. Sean, you were saying he's a big body guy. He can go up and get the ball. He's still got some ability. The risk is low. The risk it's, is it's low. A ro- Extremely low. I was looking at uh, T.Y. Hilton or him. Too I th- much money. Yeah, yeah, people, but, people keep saying T.Y. Hilton like you were ever going to be in that ballpark. You weren't. This but, is the ballpark you were playing. Yeah, exactly. So as I looked at it, I went, okay, a couple of things. If it's not Hilton, who's the next de facto yeah, or default? And I went, A.J. Green, I like it. I like what he brings to the team. I think when you look at uh, you got Hopkins, you got Green, and you got Christian Kirk. Now, whether Larry comes back or not, we'll wait to see. I would think that Larry seeing this move would be going, okay, if, if I was ever in or doubt. Or the Cardinals know. Or they know, making this choice. Yeah. I, my mind is, wow, okay. All right, Larry, there you go. You're going to well, come back at a discounted price, though. You'll hear from A.J. Green later about his relationship with, uh, with, with Larry Fitzgerald, and it's a strong one. He looks at him as a mentor. Um, and this wouldn't this this move wouldn't detour Larry from coming back outside of it being a financial situation. Yeah, but to your point, Rock and reference to quarterback, yeah, I like it because I know I can trust him. He's experienced. He sure. knows he knows routes. Yeah. He knows he, he will help the other guys. The forty five point two percent catch rate could be anything. It's the lowest percentage of his career, by the way. He usually for this first career he averages fifty seven point four percent catch rate. So what's the anomaly? I'm gonna say the anomaly is the rookie, rookie quarterback, quarterback coming in exactly in that right. situation. Mark Dalton before that, or uh, Andy Dalton, yeah, Andy Dalton. Dalton, who is a starter now for the Chicago, Chicago Bears. Bears. And today at his press conference, I love it. He says, "Quote: They they told me I was the starter. Yeah, why don't you uh, ask Mike Glennon how that goes? <laughs> and if they and if they ask you to go be at the draft party, don't do it. Yeah, don't tell that, Mike Glennon. That's my oh, favorite my moment in NFL history when they brought him into the draft party and said, "Here's your future." And then, bam, they drafted Mitchell Trubisky and then traded up to get <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky laugh, while he's at the draft party. I laughed so course, hard. And, of course, the Patrick Peterson era is over here in the state of Arizona. I think a lot of fans are okay with it. There are some oh, fans, there are some fans uh, that would like to see him stay and finish his career here, but he needs a new fresh start just like A.J. Green needs a new well, fresh start. Well, one-year deal. It goes out $10 bucks. Yeah, with, one-year deal. With incentives. Yeah, yeah with incentives. All right, let me, uh, let, me read, let me read a list to you, though, guys. Uh, Byron Murphy, Jace Whitaker, Picasso Nelson, Robert Alford. And that's the end of the list. You know what that list is? 
cornerbacks that yeah. are currently on roster for the Arizona Cardinals. In a, in a division that likes to throw. So, I, you know, all these names are great, right? Hey, A.J. Green, if that works out, that's awesome. Hey, J.J. Watt, awesome. Get out to score some you? points. Yes, dude. Get out to score what some points. What are you doing about corner in that secondary? Good Lord. You know, I look. I, I think of that. I thought, okay, ten million bucks. I wonder what the Cardinals on a first round refusal would have offered. I mean, something in that ballpark. Or if well, he's looking to go to Minnesota, knowing okay, they got the quarterback he's looking for, they got the team, and go to the playoffs. If that might have been part of his decision to go that route versus coming back. What What are the Raiders doing with Kenyon Drake? Do they need a, a running back? No. Uh, well, they did. They need a running back, but one similar to the Arizona Cardinals, right? Like so they got Josh Jacobs. They just need yeah. a complimentary back. Okay. So to pay. To pay him what they're paying him, Kenyon Drake, I, I don't get it. Well, no, it's over the course of two years, but yeah. still, so it's uh, it's two years, eleven plus. But it, to me, it doesn't it doesn't make much sense. To be honest, yeah. I, I really don't know why that move would be made when they need so much help in the secondary. Unless they're just not they're not able to uh, to, to play in that ballpark yet. Maybe the money's too high in that in that particular market. So we got a see. bunch of more stories to get into. We are going to catch up with the former Big Sky Coach of the Year. And NAU basketball coach uh, Mike Adris. He's our one of our insiders during the March Madness. So he joins us every year. We'll catch up with him a little bit later. We'll catch up with Coach Peters, talk about the Yotes and Sean Salz, making the latest what's going on in Houston. We'll tap into some of that next as well. It's Rockham and Neutral Crestman, Twin Peaks, Tempe. Yes, the newest of the four in Tempe Marketplace. Come on down, join us, watch all the games at all four Valley locations, and make sure you get your bracket in thanks to Corona. FanPick'em.com. That's FanPick'em.com. Tomorrow on The Drive, how close were the Cardinals to getting Corey Lindsley? How did they make the Rodney Hudson deal happen? And who else is on their show? a source and location. And now, your bracket tip of the day. I'm at work. I can't get caught on the phone, but Trojans wear helmets. Tony! Trojans wear helmets! This has been your NCAA March Madness bracket tip of the day. Out here at Tempe, all roads lead to Twin Peaks. Uh, we're at the Tempe location for uh, March Mania tonight, or actually at 2:10. The first game will get started. Texas Southern and Mount St. Mary's, and then 3:30 will be Drake, Wichita State, Appalachia State, and Norfolk State will be at 5:40. And then tonight, best game of the night, best game of all four: UCLA and Michigan State at 6:57. So, uh, True TV, the first game, then it's TBS, True TV, then TBS. So, you got to find that True TV that you find. You, you find it, like, once a year. You gotta, I have to scroll. I have to do the channel surfing and just go, I'm going to start at, you know, 55 and scroll down. Oh, there it is. Yeah, that's, that's where I find it. The TBS and on TNT and all that, usually, i got to scroll. My wife's got them all down by Pat. What do you need? TNT. All right, yeah, I don't go. know what they are. Usually DirecTV has one channel that's got them all, and you can just move the cursor over to hear the sound, and if you want to see that channel, you just click it. So, so I, I don't even bother I'd with it. I'd love to have that. I don't even bother with it. Fanpick'em.com. We're going to get back into some uh, stories that are trending. Uh, interesting story. The Southeast Texas lawyer is now uh, going to social media promising there are now nine women Whew. accusing Deshaun Watson of sex assault. His name's Tony Busby, and he was on Instagram this afternoon. And his law firm has already filed three cases from uh, from the women, and uh, will file the other six in due time. He says. He says other several others are also being interviewed, and the suits all involve massage therapists. 
And, of course, Watson des- denies all the allegations, saying uh, Busby tried to get a, a, a baseless settlement from him, you know, wanted some money. And the Texas and the NFL, are, of course, are working working on it, and they are treating it seriously. Well, if, if he, interesting, if he tried to get a settlement or coerce him or extort him into a settlement, I would think that well, if there's nothing there that, that Watson would have went to the FBI. The NFL's got their security guys. If there's a guy coming at you now, I don't know if he contacted his attorneys or not, so we don't know. But if he said he tried to get a settlement from us, that almost sounds like a little bit of extortion. You say, well, Allegedly. And you say asking somebody for a settlement or saying we'll, we're willing to settle is not extortion. But I well, he's holding. He's holding. He's, he's basically saying, saying if you don't, if you don't come to, if you don't settle, I'm going to go to the press. I'm going to file charges. That's basically extortion. You know what, You're holding him well, over the I mean, old the cold. Can I throw this out here, out there? Yeah. There's two ways to look at this. I think you know from. The fact that, in a, in a sick way, this is going to sound awful, but in a sick way, this may help the Houston Texan base to move on from. To move on. No, from, I, I hate to say Watson. that. I think it's the exact opposite. I, I know that was my yeah. second point. Or it could be looked at. Hey, there's nowhere he could go now. Yeah, he's damaged goods with this. Well, not damaged goods, but of course. He's got this hanging over. The leverage is is damaged. Yeah. I'll give you that because you know even even if this is completely baseless, and again, let's let this play out, right? Sure. But the problem is, in order to let it play out, time has to pass. If time passes beyond April's draft, nobody's trading for him. And as of right now, if you're a team that's in the market for Deshaun Watson, even if you feel like you're in his side of this thing, that these are baseless claims, because of that little bit of doubt there. You can't make that trade at this point. I don't know if I don't know if you can move him now if you're the Houston Texans based on the fact that if I'm a team in the market for him, I'm going to give up, let's say, what the Chicago Bears just offered Seattle, right? Three ones, a third, and two starters. Am I willing to give that up to bring in Deshaun Watson only to have this go to court mm-hmm. and now the, the NFL has no choice but to put him on the commissioner's exempt list? That list they created after right, the whole right. Adrian Peterson thing. Remember the commissioner's yes. exempt list? You're not cut. You're not this. You're just not. You're just you're not suspended. You're just on this list, right? See, the, so I, you, you now I don't know if you can trade for him. It just seems just so shady that this guy went to him, made an offer, and if not, we're going to press charges. I, I I just look at that as a threat, extortion, whatever you want to call it. Guy put it out there. I'd have got the FBI involved right now. I'd have said they may have, and and that's because the NFL, their security, if any kind of these issues are come up. Call us right now. They've got guys in every city, but if he says, "Hey, I'm I, I want to go to court," seems like that's kind of where his comment is. That being Watson, I want to go to court because this is baseless, and I'll fight tooth and nail to defy any of these charges against me. You know, these three civil suits up to nine people. Is it does it come up to nine civil yeah. suits? Two days ago, There's three filed. Three yeah. filed. Yeah, Deshaun Watson posted on his his inst- his social media, his Instagram, and his and his uh, Twitter couple days ago when there was the first one and it says quote as a result of social media posts by a publicity seeking plaintiff's lawyer i recently became aware of a lawsuit that has apparently been filed against me i have not yet seen the complaint but i know this i have never treated any women with anything other than the utmost respect the plaintiff's lawyers claims that is this isn't any about money but before filing suit he made a baseless six-figure settlement demand which i quickly rejected unlike him this isn't about money for me it's about clearing my name and i look forward to doing that this is sean watson on the 16th so two days ago when the first claim came out. So, um, I mean, keep an eye on it. it. To me, let it play out before we make any judgment one way or the other. But if you're in the market for a Deshaun Watson, 
I don't. I just don't know. I don't know how you are. You know, guys. That's the first thing I thought of when I saw this. I read this. I went, man. Okay, if you if you are looking to throw everything in in the kitchen sink, you pause for concern to try to do your own vetting, you have do to. your own thing. I yeah. mean, because these teams, they can get their own guys to vet. They'll get whomever to go ahead and go do any kind of background. And if there's no, if there's a pattern or there's a history of Deshaun Watson with some of these things, then they might go, okay, we we just definitely need to take a timeout till till one thing or another. Unless we're comfortable, okay, we're still going to take him, but how do, you, how do you do that? How do you tell your fan base we're going to give the, this, this, and this, and we're going to get him, and we're, it's all going to be hunky-dory. But I, if, if I'm that team, I, I would say, okay, if he is found guilty, if he is, and we have him, what what are the ramifications? What what kind of sentencing, what kind of things would it be if we're going to bring him on? Will, will we have him to play? I think that's the bottom line they're looking for. Yeah. Will we have him to play if he is convicted? They're civil suits. Or even so they if it has be... to go through, yeah, or even if the league feels like, okay, there's enough here that we need to put him on the commissioner's exempt list. Because that's not yeah. your decision as an organization. So if the NFL feels like, okay, we're, we're going to put him on the commissioner's exempt list, again, it's not, a, it's not a thing of guilt. It's not anything. You're not suspended. It's just simply, okay, yeah. this has gotten out of control. Let's put you here and get you out of the limelight while we get it under control. It's what the commissioner's exempt list is essentially for. Um, but if you were to make a trade for Deshaun Watson and then all of a sudden this thing spirals a little bit more, now all of a sudden you don't have that quarterback and you're out all what the next? assets you just gave up. Wow. I, I can't, I can't believe it's even here. Yeah, but again, to your, I think pump the brakes right now. Yeah, completely. Just, just yes. see how this, uh, this uh, unravels itself. But again, April's draft is not, nobody's pumping the brakes on that. Yeah. So if, if this continues. Yeah, so if this continues to you know carry on and all of a sudden we're the second week of April, you're like, what are we going to do? Can't trade them. Do you guys uh, like Thursday Night Football? Love it. I do. Do you both have Amazon Prime? I do. Yes. Okay. Is it official? Ones. It's official. Oh, man. The NFL will nearly double their media revenue to more than $10 billion a season with the new rights deal that just came down. Amazon Prime Video. It'll start in 2022. You will have to have Amazon Prime to watch the Thursday Night Game unless the game is being played in your market. So in other words, if the Cardinals are playing on Thursday night, you'll be able to see it on a, on over the air. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so if they're playing Las Vegas, well, you'll be able to see right. it. Or if it's home, you'll be able to $10 see it. $10 billion. So the league took in close to $6 billion in, in, in a year in contract. It will get $113 billion over the 11 seasons of the new deals that begin in 2023. That's an 80% increase. So... That salary cap is going up, man. Look, the guys will get paid next year. I mean, uh, paid this year, other year. Yeah, those take some. Those contracts take but, some time to, to kick in in terms of the salary you can, cap. You can obviously move yeah, money, sure, and you project it out, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what teams typically do. Like they usually account for nearly a ten million dollar salary boost each year, and that's why this year is such a big hit because you went backwards nearly $30 million when you're accustomed to going forward, and you'd already kind of budgeted that. So you can get back to that hopefully next year. I was stand corrected that if I, the games will be played, if the Cardinals are playing mm-hmm. on a Thursday, will be on the NFL Network or ESPN. Gotcha. So I was, I was incorrect. But in some cases, you do see that where the local will pick it up yes. on a Thursday because a lot some people may not so, have cable. 
I think I think Thursday night football games have gotten better over the last couple of years. Remember the first few years they were very well. It was always dull, and guys didn't perform. It's very sloppy. Well, what they were trying to do is they were divisional. They were trying to make yeah. a divisional matchup. Yeah. So sometimes all now we're getting the uh, at the time the Titans were terrible. Now we're getting the Titans and the Jags tonight. Like, oh my yeah, god, great. you know, yeah. what are we getting? Because yeah. I tried to make it Cardinals San Francisco, both right. were in the basement. Yeah. And we saw that. That was over in the first uh, first quarter. Because you never see you never seem to get like Rams. 49ers when they're top two yes, teams. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was always the bottom two teams of the division, it felt like, when they were doing the divisional uh, matchups. So. Carson Wentz, not going to be wearing number 11. What's he going to wear now? Number two. See, 11 Because to Michael Pittman wouldn't, uh, wouldn't give it up. Remember, we talked about this, Yeah, man. double A's going to be up. We yeah. talked about that yeah. when, when he was coming. <laughs> and he was not willing. Their second year guy was not willing to give up his number. Love it. Where's the respect? Hey, his dad played in the league here. Yes, he did. As a matter of fact. Yeah. yeah. Hey, we're going to catch up with Mike Adris, former NAU basketball coach, former Big Sky Coach of the Year. Get his sleepers. He's one of those guys that knows the small program. So if you haven't filled out your bracket or you want to go back in and make some changes, you're going to stick around as Mike Adris will join us next. But right now, here's what's trending on Fox Sports 910. What's trending on Fox Sports 910 Phoenix? Grand Canyon is just days away from its first ever NCAA tournament appearance. The 15th seeded Lokes will clash with the... Ah, uh, no other kids are dealing with all these different things. As it was stated by John, you know, you, you don't have roommates, you don't have this, you don't have that. You know, those things seem like good things, but they're different things. And so... Who knows how everybody's going to handle it? Who knows who else is going to come down with the virus? I think we're crazy if we think the way it went with Virginia and Kansas, that that's not going to happen again to somebody. So we're just trying to keep our heads straight and uh, stay under the radar and uh, and try to prepare for UCLA, and that's what we're doing. Coach Izzo, Michigan State, they got UCLA tonight. That's the last of the four. Joining us now, former Big Sky Coach of the Year, NAU basketball coach, Mike Adris joins us now on the Right to It Against side. Coach Rockmanuch Crestman, it's that time of year. The madness has begun. I missed you guys so much last year. I'm so happy we're back together. The boys are back together. How about that? <laughs> That's great. Well, I don't know if you heard Coach Izzo there, but uh, you know, put your feet in his shoes and just the uncertainty that may happen over the next four weeks here with the COVID outbreaks, the possible COVID outbreaks. You know, everybody's got their fingers crossed that this event's going to go on. The NCAA, I think, has taken every possible precaution. But I'll tell you guys what, I've talked to a few coaches that are there with their teams, and it's a tough go, fellas. I mean, I don't even know if you realize how hard it is on them living in that bubble, you know, um, isolated in hotel rooms, uh, not sharing rooms with their teammates, which they're used to, all your food getting dropped off, uh, like room service. Um, it, it really is a depressing thought when you think about it. I mean, you, you understand why it's happening and why they're doing it. And you got to give these coaches – a lot of credit this year because of just the, the things that just get thrown at them left and right. And so, yeah, I did hear a little bit of what Coach Izzo was saying there. You just don't know how this is going to play out. And the team that eventually wins this is going to win an endurance battle of the ages. I mean, I just can't even imagine. Can you imagine being a college kid in Indianapolis 
in a door in a hotel isolated in your room all day long except when they let you out to go practice or to go play and meanwhile you're communicating with all your college friends who happen to be on spring break and are down at the beach in Miami or <laughs> South Padre Island or you know somewhere in southern california and it's just got to be a, a, an unbelievable challenge that these kids are facing but they're playing the game that they love, and so, you know, you, you look at it on the bright side, of course. Coach, I'm just curious, with all your connections with all these coaches in college basketball, with, with the COVID scenario as it is and during the season, very, very difficult for guys like Bobby Hurley at ASU and, and just the, the stop, start, stop, start. I'm curious, did a lot of these coaches strategize to play maybe some of the guys on the bench more so than some of the others in, in light of if somebody does get COVID? during the tournament that that individual's ready or has already been in that pressure spot during the season? Uh, you know, I, I'd like to think that they could foresee that or, you know, take that into consideration, but I don't know. I, I guess if, if the situation presented itself like it did to Kansas and Virginia, you got to play the next man up and, and whatnot, but I don't know if you want to, you know, something that's something you want to, uh, think about you know you you hope you can keep your guys as healthy and strong as possible and and, and can make it through the ball games but you know yeah. I, it's, I they've all faced challenges some teams I know a team that the coach told me that they all had COVID at the, before the season began he wound up getting it during the season and that put their uh, you know, then they had to miss uh, a couple weeks uh, of games and stuff like that. So it, it's it's thrown so many teams for so many different loops. It's 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 been a crazy, crazy year for for college basketball for all of us. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But it just yep. it just gets magnified when you what 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 they're trying to accomplish uh, under these circumstances and. Uh, that's why I say, you know, kudos to them. And and I also want to tell you this, fellas. Um, six weeks ago, I was not really impressed with what I was seeing, the games that I was watching. I, I, I didn't really like the level of play. But last week when I watched those conference tournament games and whatnot, the level of play has really improved. These, the coaches have done an amazing job. The players have worked so hard to get better. And we saw some really competitive games uh, last week. And that's why I all of a sudden I've completely flipped, and I think this is going to be a heck of a tournament, you know, if it all plays out like it should. I mean, hopefully, and, and, it, and it's looking like it's going to. Um, so I think we're going to get some great games. Coach, what does it come down to? Is it real strong guard play? Is it the you know, potential NBA talent that's on some of these teams that really makes a difference this time of year? Uh, I think I think you can't forget the guys that have the superstars, right? The NBA talent. Uh, yeah, that's probably why I like Illinois. You know, I think they got two pro players on their team, and any team with that many pros. Uh, you know, probably is going to be pretty good unless you have that one special pro, you know, like they say uh, Cunningham is at Oklahoma State, although I'm not buying them, that one. Uh, Gonzaga is, you know, I think got the best player in college basketball on their roster. Uh, you know, USC would say that they do. 
I, I, I think those stars are certainly, you know, as we've seen in years past, they, they step up and shine. Um, guard, is guard play critical? Absolutely. I don't, I, you can't downplay how important, you know, teams that can take care of the ball and, and get organized, especially, uh, you know, down the stretch of ball games and stuff like that. So, Coach, you look at Gonzaga as the, as the number one seed. Give me the reason why they'll win it all, and give me a reason why they may not win it all. Okay, Re- really good. Uh, I think they're going to win it because um, they have the best team, uh, and they have shown that all year long, and I think their motivation is to prove to everybody that they are the best team and and um that they're as good as the 76 indiana team or you know the 91 unlv team although they did lose to duke in the in the semifinals right but but i think they're on that level of play compared to the other teams that they're going up against. And they certainly have proved that all season long. Um, now, the flip side of why they won't win it, uh, it's hard to come up with reasons. Um, it's easy to knock because they haven't played great competition in their league, and, and that's the e- easiest one, but I don't, I'm not going to go there. I'm going to say they don't win it because... Other teams have improved dramatically as the season has gone on and happen to be playing their best basketball. Remember, these, these kids didn't have a summer and they didn't have a fall that they typically have going into it. So that prompted the delay in their um, uh, improvement you know, as the season go, you know, as as the season progresses, and now I I feel like they're they're probably healthier, they're probably uh, in better shape, and not as beat up as the season. You know, as you wind uh, as the season goes along, you start to drain a little bit. I think these kids are revved up and going to play at a tremendously high level. Coach, if you're building a team in today's college basketball, what's the proper line that you have to walk in terms of the one-and-dones or the guys that are going to be there three and four years? You think of the Gonzagas. Yes, they get the four- and five-star talents, but there's also some guys that have been there and done that and have some 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 uh, you know some, some history behind them. And then, of course, you look at the Villanovas of the world, right, where they, they, they win championships based off guys who have been there in longevity. Uh, and today you're seeing, what, four or five blue blue blood programs who go the one and done route that aren't even in the tournament this this time around what's the proper line to walk to uh to not have to reset every year that's a good question and i'm i'm gonna guess by that question you're not really upset that the dukes and the kentuckys aren't in this <laughs> nope, not really right? <laughs> so so and i kind of share that thought with you to be perfectly honest with you you're talking about a fine line of it's the recruiting process, right? What, what do you, you, you want those guys that you feel are going to stay in the program for a while. You want those guys that are also the blue chips that you know you're not going to have them that long, right? You just don't want all of one or all of the other because one case takes too long and the other one goes too fast, right? So, so you have to try to 
lend your team. Now, sometimes it's just unavoidable. Some guys get so good that they have to wind up going early that you don't expect. You know, um, this whole parameter now that the NCAA's created where players can just transfer and be instantly eligible somewhere else. Uh, you know, there's schools that are recruiting right out from, from under some uh, uh, other teams, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a friend whose player is the, a leading scorer in the country, and he he thinks he's got a great relationship with this kid, but there's going to be other schools that are going to come calling to him or his family or whoever knows him to transfer and, and, and go to Kentucky next year. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so. It's a tough, you know, I can't even begin to tell you how tough it is for these coaches to, to develop their talent, keep their talent, find the right talent, create that mixture of seasoned veterans, guys that have been in the battle with you. They understand what you're looking for. You know, sometimes we're asking 18, 19 year olds to behave like 22, 23 year olds. And that's just not possible, guys. That that just doesn't happen. Some guys have the maturity to do that, but a lot of them do not. And and yet you're you're hoping that they get it. You know what I'm saying? And and that's why yep. you can see a program have a really good year, and then you're thinking, well, they're going to be even better next year. And then you know things <laughs> things get messed up, and 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 they don't quite have the season that the coach envisioned. Uh, the, the athletic department envision the boosters envision and then all of a sudden the guy can't coach anymore <laughs> you know that's how they look at it and it's not the case coach yeah. we will uh talk on monday after ohio takes care of virginia and uh, hey, I was, break I that game to, i wanted to talk to you about ohio huh how exciting is that i mean i i, I think virginia's Got to be the underdog in this game, believe it or not, because of not being able to practice or do anything yep. for a week. I mean, you're sitting on a pretty one. I'm certainly cheering for you. I appreciate that. It'd be great. Watch out that this Jason Preston kid is just legit. So, uh, yeah. really, you'll fun watching him. Coach, we'll talk to you on Monday. Have a great weekend watching the games. All right, guys. Look forward to it. Take care. That's that's Coach Mike Adris, Big Ten, or excuse me, Big Sky Coach of the Year, a former. Uh, NAU basketball coach. I got some of the best names to watch in this March Mania, this March Madness next. This is the Herd. The winner in this is also Colin Cowherd. But the Drew Brees retired. Good luck. Two-word statement, which is now just begging to have a Nike campaign built around it. Quote, unquote, I'm back. That's all Jordan said on Saturday. That was really all Jordan needed to say as his 17-month retirement came to an end. How about that, Michael Jordan, on this day back in 95? He's back. Back. Baseball couldn't get it done. On this day brought to you by Revitalize Weight Loss and Wellness. Lose 20 pounds or more. Guaranteed. No drugs, no hormones, no shots, no surgery. You don't even need to go to the gym. RevitalizeWeightLoss.com. Revitalize Weight Loss. Proud partner of the Phoenix Suns. On this day, four years ago, Chuck Berry passed away. Remember Chuck Berry? I yeah. do. Uh, he was 90 years old, and uh, you probably like this, Manoj. 27 years ago, Naked Gun, 33 and a third, 
was released. <laughs> what a bad movie that was. <laughs> I think I think the second classic. Uh, they're all funny. OJ Simpson and yeah, Anna funny. Nicole Smith. Remember yeah. her? Yes, I do. Or not. Both of them were in that. And then uh, Presley's wife. She was in a couple of them. And uh, you know, you, you you think back. They're so dumb. They're they're funny. I mean, the first. If you like that, the humor. second one, twenty two and I said twenty two and a half was a good one. Uh, <laughs> I found him amusing. Okay, it's national, I'm, I'm easy, easily amused. Mm-hmm. It's National Sloppy Joe Day. What's the last time you had a oh, sloppy man. Joe? Been a long time. School. Yeah. yeah. yeah Remember you'd have those on right. Tuesdays. Sloppy Joe Day. <laughs> Get that, that with fun. your milk carton. Oh yes. Gosh, sloppy Joe. Remember that. Two of them, and you were set for about like twenty hours. Bad boys fill you up for the rest of almost like the rest of the week. That is nuts if you really think about it. Well, uh, a website called ProBible.com poured over the rosters of all the teams that are in the March Madness tournament. And uh, their mission was to put together the best names, best names of the players. And I just want to go through some of them because there's some pretty good ones. Like uh, Isaiah Poor Bear Chandler from Wichita State. Poor boy. Yeah. Kofi Cockburn from from Illinois. Strong name. This guy's got a first and last name the same. Al Cook, Al Cook. He's at uh, UConn. Like parents, kept, parents kept it simple. I like this one. Cold Train Washington from Drexel. Cold Train. Watch out, man. He's going to town. Uh, Mitch Lightfoot from Kansas. Okay. Uh, what do we got? Colin Castleton from Florida. Josh Nickelberry from Louis Louisville. Blake Seacat. The plays C-Cat. for Oklahoma. Okay. Uh, Clyde Trapp from Clemson. I like that one. Austin Ash from Iowa. This guy from St. Bonaventure. It's pronounced Oshun Oshoni. Good job, Rock. Oshun wow, Oshoni. It, yeah. <laughs> That's as close as you're going to get with that one. Yeah. My favorite, and he'll be playing tonight for, for Michigan State, is Rocket Way uh, Watts. Rocket Watts. That's his official name. Yes. Rocket. These are his real names. Wow. These are real names. Rocket Watts. I mean, there's some pretty good ones. So they came up with like 25, 26 of them. So there was a couple, some of the good ones there. But uh, yeah, I, I like Blake Seacat. The Seacat. I like. I like Cole Train. Coltrane Washington for Drexel? Coltrane Washington. Isaiah Poor Bear Chandler from Wichita State. The poor boy's going to make you rich. A 37 million of us will fill out a bracket. Hopefully you've you've filled out our bracket. Just go to fanpickem.com. Still got plenty of time. And 31 million will bet on the games. I never bet on the games. Never have. I've done the bracket where I'll, you know, put some juice. Yeah, on that. But I mean, to make it legitimate, you got to be in Vegas if you're gonna if you're gonna actually bet bet. Well, yeah. for us here in Phoenix, yes. but most states you can you can bet. You know, yeah. half the states you can bet. You can bet here. Well, yeah. Oh no no no! I know what you're saying. And one in four say they're very or extremely excited to watch. Forty-two uh, percent of college basketball fans say they followed games more closely this year. Especially with the COVID, I think maybe more folks had an opportunity to to peek in. But it's just hard to, to get a see a consistent schedule with so many teams off and on all the time. The top teams that people are betting on are Gonzaga, Florida State, and Baylor. And the biggest the team that is an underdog that majority of the people are betting on are the Ohio Bobcats. 
I'm gonna be real disappointed if they don't win. I remember that team. Remember, was it how many years ago, Rock? When they went to the was it the the, the final 16, Six Sweet Sixteen, years, Sweet Sixteen? Yeah, we were we did the our show over at a, uh, a cigar place, as I recollect, and uh, we watched the Sweet Sixteen over there in Scottsdale. There was a cigar shop. You had your own locker, and I remember doing the show there. And it's called Torch. The Torch up at, uh, at High Street. It's still there. Yeah. Number six. No, this one was more in Number the in six. the uh, air air park. It was. Oh, that one's no longer around. Okay. Yeah, but that was when Ohio had that team, Sweet Sixteen. It was a team we all thought going on. They got smoked that night. I'm just I'm just, I'm very intrigued by what I what I reported earlier uh, from uh, from Jim, our good friend Jimmy Shapiro from Bet Online, as two games had the favorite switch to the underdog. And they're both the playing games, Drake and Wichita State, and Mount St. Mary's and Texas Southern. I just, that Drake-Wichita State moved four and a half points in favor of Drake, and then the Mount St. Mary's-Texas Southern moved three and a half in favor of Mount St. Mary's. Ohio-Virginia already moved three more points in favor of Ohio. The Georgia Tech-Loyola-Chicago. I got Loyola-Chicago going real far, Manuch. Sister Jane. Watch out. Sister Jane, 101 years old. She's going to be there. She's going to be there. God bless her. There's only one pick'em game, and that's Virginia Tech, Florida. The highest total is the Colgate, Arkansas game, and that's at 160 and a half. The biggest spread, uh, Baylor's favored by 25 and a half. That's not 25 and a half. Well, I mean, you don't even touch that. That's a you? lot of points. I'll tell you, I'll, in I'll a tournament, you, I'll lay them. That's <laughs> a good basketball team, man. I'll lay them. Harford, man, watch out, man. I'm anxious to see. Oh, I was, I was looking. I picked up my uh, dog's um, bracket. I'm like, I took Hartford over uh, Baylor. No, my dog would do that. Candace yeah. has got Hartford. What, going. By the way, what do we have for for friendly wage? Speaking of wager and friendly wage yeah. amongst well, the show, you and I will do one for our actual. He, bracket. he doesn't pay his bets. We're talking Manucci about pays bets. Hey, I don't know. I was there. Okay, I was there when you paid him. Sorry, I was exactly. We did that on we, <laughs> we did, did that on, on video. Yeah. Because I paid my bets. I've paid you a few times, Rock, and I can recollect few, but yeah. you've lost many. Well, I have. Hey, that's like, Brett I, Miller, I, everybody. I got, I got, I got credit, don't I? I get some kind of credit that uh, you got a lot of credit with me. So I'll pay you up. All right, where do you, where do you guys want to wager? What do you got? So whoever whoever does the uh, has the most points. Okay. Yes. Right. Points. Total points. Okay. We'll just we'll buy each other lunch. We'll just one. No, I, so I, I don't want to do something. You like I got to wash with you. You got to wash my truck. Yeah, uh, we did that before, uh, uh, and he yeah. lost, but he never yeah. did it. No, I got you a gift card, didn't I, for your truck? That's not the point. We want a video you wash in the car. Yes, I want that too. My truck too. I would much rather. Actually, I want my Jeep Wrangler. I want you to. I want you to wash my Jeep Wrangler. Mm. Put it out there, fellas. All right, so the person. What do you want? So here, here's how it's going to work. The person that comes in dead last. I'm a food guy. Has to wash both has, cars. No, just one. But has to wash the winner, the top scoring person's car. Okay. And then the person that comes in second. I'm sorry. The person that comes in third has to buy lunch here at, at Twin Peaks for the person who comes in second. Okay. How about that? Sounds good. Watch the car. I need to think about this. Let's uh, let's give me four minutes. Four minutes. <laughs> four minutes. It's all it takes. Right. Yes. So I got a, I got an unlimited deal with my you know I, I pay that Jackson's you know unlimited. But you so get I'll to just watch once camera. a week. I just did the a video of him doing it would be priceless. It would be. I like how we all assume he's why me. Yeah. <laughs> March Mania is here. Here we go. Head to fanpickem.com to fill out your Corona bracket 